Hello and welcome to Damn, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. My name is Doug and these are my acute mental neuroses. This is actually pretty much all anxiety and neuroses. Um, Not that it's been a bad week. Um, There's just some things starting, some things ending. And something that happened over the weekend that was really fun and I kind of wanted to bring it up. But it is kind of an odd, very personal thing. And I thought I wanted to explore a bit more about it on this show rather than the show it was brought up on. So let's just start with um, the end of the day job hell month. I have been working 11-hour days for, you know, uh, two or three, sometimes four of them a week for the last month. And finally, I'm done with vacation season with my coworkers, and my schedule is going to go back to kind of evening out. I'm not working these um, really long days. I'm going to miss the paychecks. The paychecks have been great. haven't had a need to truly budget, um, outside of a few, um, going outs that I've done. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. I noticed that I was starting to get really, um, angry at the smallest things, whether they be in my personal life, my professional life, at the day job, at the network. I know between the day job and the network, I don't truly have days off. I think that the stress from the day job was turning me into the rawest nerve I think I've ever been outside of therapy. I think that, you know, everything was getting under my skin. The smallest things were bothering me that normally I'd go, eh, okay, I'll deal with it, as opposed to just not really freaking out, just going, God damn it, like, why did this have to happen? Like, fine, I'll deal with it because that's what I do, but come on. Like, I would have a more emotional reaction, and I'm glad that I'm going to be dealing with a little less stress. Uh, at the day job, and I won't really feel so burnt out and worn down um, by the end of a day, by the end of a week. Um, It's been a hell of a month, um, no pun intended, after I called it hell month. You know, like I said, I can't disagree with the paychecks, but I'm glad that that's over and I can kind of move on and it'll give me the time to focus on the network and other things I want to do, like doing drawings and Photoshop projects and writing submissions for Tether by Letters and working on Dungeons and Dragons campaigns and stuff like that. In fact, I'm actually recording this a day early because I have the time to do it. Um, And I like that. I like going, okay, I don't have to record damn tomorrow. And that frees me up to be able to sit back and catch up on some TV or watch part of a movie before I come on to the day job, complete some tasks I got to do my personal life. I like having that time. So I'm glad that I'll get that time back. Uh, Next, uh, I said that I had gone out a few times. I talked about this last week, seeing my friend Andy, who was in town, and then followed by going out to see my friend's band. I felt a little uncomfortable when I first went out with Andy because I was surrounded by people I didn't know. It wasn't a large group of people. There were only four or five of us, but um, I quickly got over that. It was like, well, they're his friends, and... You know, I just relaxed and kind of sat back, not in a isolating way, but um, just kind of sat back and let the conversation see where it went with them and then kind of gauged the temperature of the room for my humor uh, or my opinions on things and went, well, here's this. And they were well received. And once again, like I said, I think last week where the lack of pain builds character, it wasn't painful. I was okay on the other side, and we had a lot of fun. Then we went out and played trivia, and then I went home. So it was a lot of fun. 
I don't like the way geeks who drink score their um, trivia at all. I much prefer the uh, Colorado trivia scoring, but that's, you know, we didn't do that. We did Geeks Who Drink. I think we came in second, which was really nice, though. Um, And then going to my friend's um, show, it was nice seeing friends I hadn't seen in years. There was kind of a a nervousness about seeing them and, oh, have we changed? But you know what? Once we saw each other, we snapped right back into old familiar patterns that weren't negative. Um, It was just... We snapped right back into making horribly inappropriate sexual jokes at each other and rocking out and talking about the bands we still listen to that we did then. And we talked about how we both, um, both, there were a bunch of us, um, that worked at a place called Paris on the Platte. That's how we all met. And we talked about like that that place is closed and what it meant to us. And it was nostalgic, but really nice. Um, it wasn't sad. You know, but we did talk about like, you know, well, you worked there for 11 years and you worked there for 10 and I was there for eight and we built these lasting friendships and these connections. And I mentioned that I'd met Deb through Paris on the Platte. So, I mean, the podcast network wouldn't really exist without Paris. Some of the people I want on, I met through Paris. Um, a lot of, uh, like I said, a lot of our, my lasting friendships that you make in your 20s. I made at Paris on the Platte, like Scott and Hayes and Heather Stenson and Heather Kammerer and Greg and Andrew Warner and Andrew States and so forth and so on, and Deb and Rachel and Phil, and there are too many to to mention Brian Erickson. Um, I know I'm forgetting a bunch of people in there like Charlie Wright, but my point is that I had a really good time, and then I went out to go smoke a cigarette with Heather, and she wanted to fuck off to the gay strip club down the street, which I was like... I'm not going to go to that, but not because it made me uncomfortable, but because, or that I didn't want to hang out with her and her friends, and I was awkward. That wasn't the case at all. It was that, like, her husband was playing, his his band was playing, and I didn't want to miss that. That's why I was there. But it was really fucking fun, and i got to remember to email Andrew. Anyway, I stepped out of my comfort zone for a couple days and started being more sociable, and once again, I survived it. I wasn't awkward. I'm working on building that confidence that I don't need to feel awkward in places because I'll just be confident being myself. And it feels really good. It's been a long time since I felt that good in social settings. And like I said last week, it's kind of a new experiment and it worked. And I'm going to try to keep doing it. I don't think I've got, oh, I've got a the Tethered by Letters Kickstarter party um, this week. I'm going to go to that. I will literally know almost no one there, so that'll be a real big one because um, I won't have a lot of social buffering in terms of people I know, but I think it'll be a good opportunity for me to network. I think I'm going to have to up on business cards, but uh, I think it's it's going to be a great opportunity. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, um, and it's in an area that uh, of, of Denver that I haven't been in in a long time, which is the Santa Fe Art District. Uh, last time I went there, I was getting tattoos, and I haven't gotten tattoos in a while, and I really do want to get back to doing that as well. But it's a whole other thing that I'm not going to talk about, because all i got to say is I want more tattoos. But it'll be nice being in a new area of Denver and meeting probably a shit ton of people, and I think it's going to be uh, a lot of fun, like I keep saying. So uh, the fact that I'm repeating myself over and over means I need to move on. Lastly... I don't think we have a lot of crossover audience between this show, my therapeutic podcast, and our sports show, Shooting the Gap. But in sports, there's nothing to really for for the the host Ryan and Gonzo to talk about. Um, 
there's a couple drafts, but football season hasn't started. They don't care about baseball, um, stuff like that. They're just kind of in a holding pattern, so to speak, in terms of topics. And we got into a very weirdly personal question where we started talking about me masturbating. Now, that's not normal for the sports show. That's barely normal for this show. But it did bring up some interesting things where my friends found out a bit about me that they didn't know, probably didn't want to know, but I wanted to explore a bit more about my sexuality on this show. Now, usually when someone says my sexuality, it implies that I'll be coming out. I'm not. Um, I'm, but but uh, uh, Ryan Stodder is um, a cisgender and some kind of, I don't know her exact definitions of her sexuality. I don't know if she had to find them. Um, there were talks that she came out on um, last Thanksgiving. I don't quite know whatever happened there. But, you know, the household is abuzz with all of this stuff. And um, basically I was explaining, uh, uh, my niece Kat and I were explaining some of the ins and outs of the LGBT culture. uh, And they've added, you know, uh, queer and bisexual. And one that I started looking up and realized that I am very dangerously close to. I don't necessarily identify as it. um, But that I come very close to being asexual, which is... I tend to focus on the more romantic or emotional aspects of a relationship as opposed to the physical or sexual aspects. Any ex-girlfriends listening to this, I'm sure you're like, well, that's part of probably what happened at the end of our relationships. It wasn't that I necessarily lost interest, it's that I wanted to focus more on the emotional side, and at the time, I was actually emotionally unavailable, so those two things kind of butted heads and broke my brain. Um, or a heart, depending on that, if you want to see the emotions as a heart. So I, you know, quote-unquote, identify as asexual, and they, of course, made a joke about, well, that means you reproduce with yourself, and I went, no, you know, I don't reproduce with myself. I've been jerking off, uh, I've been having sex with myself since I was uh, young, and I've never gotten myself pregnant. So, no, that's actually not possible, and that was a great joke. Suddenly we're like, well, wait. How often do you jerk off? I went, uh, probably about once a day, which apparently I guess is low compared to them. I don't know. Uh, We did talk about the fact that I haven't physically been with anyone in uh, two and a half years, which is fine. Um, Once again, the fact that I don't really look, you know, uh, uh, I don't prioritize a physical relationship, I'm fine with that. I mean... When I talk about alone versus lonely, it is so much more about the romantic and emotional side of a relationship than it is the physical. Uh, But they also go, what do you jerk off to? And I think they expected me to say, like, busty redheads, which is my type physically. I would, some would say weakness, but uh, they are my kryptonite. But I said, well, I, I really, I fantasize about emotional connections. And that's, I fantasize about first kisses, which I, I, I understand is physical, but I think that's there's a huge emotional connection to that. I have, you know, my fantasies involve, you know, like watching a, a movie with a girl and her putting her head on my shoulder and then doing that thing where they move your the, the head just enough and that's kind of the guy's cue to, like, look at them and then kiss them. Like, it's, it's very romantic comedy um, stuff. It's very chick flick stuff that I'm jerking off to. And I understand that. And I'm very okay with that. I'm not embarrassed. I masturbate to something significantly deeper than a blonde or two girls at once or 
whatever your your thing is. I'm literally getting off on the quiet moments in a relationship, the ones where you really do build love. That's what I get off on is the emotional side of things. Um, I love getting to know people, which is weird because I have social anxiety, but when I'm in a relationship with someone or starting a relationship with, with a girl, I like the the 3 a.m. talks. I like just sitting and listening to music and comparing tastes or looking at DVD collections or getting to find out, you know, what she did as a little kid um, and, you know, or what her family was like. That's the stuff I truly like in a relationship. So I wanted to bring that up because apparently some of my friends think I'm weird, um, which, of course, doesn't help the confidence. But, you know what, I'm confident in this is who I am and I know how I work, and I'm okay with it. And I don't need to go through pain or not pain to, on the other side, to be okay with it. This is who I am. And obviously, if I'm putting this out on the podcast, I'm okay with it. I have to be if I'm going to commit to this, and I do. So that's it. That's the list you cannot see. I got a little personal there at the end, and I hope that was all right with you guys. Um, But it felt all right to me. It felt all right saying at no point that I feel nervous about bringing any of this up. It feels totally natural. So, from Dam, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, my name is Doug. And from Dam, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, these have been my acute mental neuroses. Good night, Internet. Oh, yeah. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!